Welcome to the Seller Roundtable e-commerce coaching and business strategies with Andy Arnott and Amy Wees. Hey, what's up everybody? This is Andy Arnott with Amy Wees. And this is Seller Roundtable number 69. And we are super excited and privileged to have Kevin. Kevin, I forgot to ask you your name before we started recording. So I'm going to probably butcher it. Eurita? Eurutia? Eurutia. Wow. Yeah. I, I would, yeah, I'm see. I, I, I feel like asked. we should roll, roll the R on that. Yeah, <laughs> right? Yeah, maybe. <clears throat> Welcome, Kevin. Thank you so much for, for being on. And, uh, you know, you get the privilege of being on the... Uh, the, the the dirt we're gonna call this the dirty episode for all of, all, all of you stuck in your teenage years uh, for humor like like myself. Um, thanks so much for being on. Oh, perfect! Thanks guys for having me. I mean, it's Ke just Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> so Kevin, tell us. Uh, uh, we always like to to kind of get to know you a, a little bit more. Uh, share as little or, or as much as you like. Uh, you know, where, things like where you're born, where you live now. Things you did in the past and jobs, you know, if you went to college, uh, would you, you know, study school, uh, yep. you know, kind of your, your, your journey up to, uh, you know, where you are now? Yeah, so I grew up in New York, so Long Island, and then I actually went to college upstate in New York at Binghamton. I did computer science there, so I was there for four years just doing computer science. And then kind of like growing up, I always wanted to do like some sort of startup thing or like, you know, your own company. So I was always reading stuff like TechCrunch or like the tech bloggers, like tech meme. So I was always big into like the techs. That's why I thought, hey, computer science is great. This is like going to get me to that goal. And then basically I graduated. I was going to graduate college. And then I wanted to move out to San Francisco because that's sort of like everything I was dreaming was about this sort of like tech mecca. You know, you probably like, like five, 10 years ago it was very different than when people describe it now. But like. Anyways, right after college, I got a job at mint.com. Uh, literally went to California. I'd never, like, never, didn't know anybody there. I just went right after college. And I was like, I got to go because, like, this is the dream. This is the passion I have. Um, I went there. And then I was working in Mountain View, which is, like, typical, like, every, all the big companies are there. Um, I was at Mint for probably, people would ask me how long I was there. But I was there for maybe, like, six to eight months. And by that time, obviously, mint.com was a great company. By that time, they were already purchased by a by Intuit. So Intuit's like the massive terrible tax company that almost everybody uses now. So my sort of perception of, oh, I'm going to work for a startup was very different than when we were acquired by a big company. And another big thing too, was like the person that recruited me to work there at Mint, I was there for two months and then he left. And I was like, oh, like this is a, just like completely just like not what I envisioned. Right. So then I basically, my roommate at the time, he was working at a startup called Zarly. And then He's just like, oh, Kevin, we're looking for other engineers to come work here. And then we, they say I joined that company for about a year and a half. And it was just like also just like a life changer. I always tell people like when I was at, at Mountain View, uh, sorry, when I was in California, I was living in San Francisco, but I was also commuting down to Mountain View. And that's like the reverse commute, which is like an hour and a half each way. And that's just like, I mean, you probably know, like you're going to tell yourself, oh, I'm going to read so many books. I'm going to read so many stuff. And then you're like, you're in this, you're in this train just sleeping. <laughs> and then you're just like, you just pass out. Um, so then when I got my new job at Zarly, it was literally like a five minute walk from my apartment. And it was just like, wow, I'm never doing like that long commute again, because it's just like a stark difference. And I told people like, yeah, like that five minute walk home, or, like you leave whenever you want. You can, I literally would come home to nap from like lunch hours. So, but basically I did that for about, you know, a year and a half I was in California for four years, kind of missed home. I came back and then I started, I wanted to start my own company because that was always like sort of what I still wanted to do. So then I started actually my first company I started was like a home cleaning company. So I did maid service. And then we were actually in New York city right now, the company's over five years old. And then I was right now we have about 150 maids. 
running the comp uh, in the company. We have about like 10 operations people. And then we've acquired three other cleaning companies in Boston, Chicago, and New York. So we're, we're growing. That's, that's the company still growing. But by that time, that's when I found out I wanted to like do something different. Um, and then I, that's when I heard about like FBA and I was like, Oh, like these guys are making so much money on FBA. Like I gotta do something. Right. And then obviously I was like doing it for like made the company for two years. And I was like, this company is not scalable. It's like so operations heavy. Every time you need to get a new customer, you need a new maid and then you need to train the maid. And then it's like, okay, you got to put them on job. It's like so many, it's like a different type of business, which is a great business. It's still a great business model. It's just a very different type of business. And then I was like, Oh my God, like, I'm not sure if I want to be doing this for the rest of my life. Right. So then I started doing FBA stuff, started learning about it. And then my friend Wilson, who actually run the agency right now, he was selling like hammocks online and he's like, Oh, it's working really well. Like I'm buying this hammock for like, you know, 30 bucks. And uh, sorry, I'm buying this hammock from China for like three bucks. I'm selling it for like 50 bucks. And then by that time, you probably know like Amazon PPC was like really, really new. So like no one was really using it. So your A cost really low. And then there wasn't too many like courses on it. And then <laughs> basically I was just taking like well, these Amazon courses. And then that's kind of how I got into Amazon stuff. And then eventually that led us to do Facebook ads for his hammock company. And then that led us to sort of do kind of like work with partners and clients on, on their sort of Amazon businesses. And then we were like trying to transition from Amazon to just purely Facebook ads because that, by that time it was like a movement of, Hey, we're seeing like the writing on the wall where Amazon's really becoming really purely pay to play. Um, and then there was a big movement of, Hey, like Amazon's removing your customer list. You can't see their emails. You Amazon just becoming very, very strict with like, what like all the loopholes people were trying to do. Right. Um, so then we were doing, we kind of shifted into like um, Void Media, which is a marketing company. And then for me too, I was still wanting to do another company. So that's when I started Chester, which is called ChesterTravels.com. And then we sell like premium luggages. So we develop our own like luggage. We have like our factory work with in, in China. We import them all. And then we basically custom designed everything. So that's kind of where we're at. Like for Chester right now, we're doing last year, we did about $2 million in revenue. Um, but obviously with COVID, it was like really great. But then like, it just completely stopped. Like literally people are like, yeah, sales just literally stopped the next day because no one's traveling. But yeah. even now, like, We'll get like one sale a week, maybe if we're lucky. Yeah, it's 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 funny because with COVID, you really got the the split between the winners and the losers, right? You yeah. got the people who are, you know, selling you know survival gear or yep. camping gear or um, you know stuff like that, just going gangbusters, and then you got the you know anybody in like the travel industry or you know like if you if you own an Airbnb, I mean, you just yeah. get destroyed and and uh, yeah, it's it sucks. Or if you own restaurants, bars, yeah, you know, it's like yeah. yeah. It's like, for me, it's like, I got hit on two ends, the cleaning company and then the travel company. <laughs> so I was just like, oh my God, I was, I was like, I need that PVP loan badly. Yeah. <laughs> <like>, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. all. That's a whole nother episode. Actually, yeah. Amy, write that down. We need somebody yeah. on. I've actually been scouring uh, YouTube because I've got questions for my own business because we got uh, offered a loan and uh, you know, I'm like, well, let's see, should we use it to like, you know, buy inventory yeah. and stuff like that? Yeah. Um, there's some interesting um, use cases for that. Actually, I'll, maybe I'll reach out to some of the CPAs that I found on YouTube that had some really great advice, but um, yeah, that, that's interesting. Um, yeah, the Bay Area is, is definitely a different kind of beast. You know, when uh, I grew up, you know, building my own computers, being a geek, uh, Bimington, it's funny that when you said that, um, I, I went to school to be an air traffic controller. So when I went to our training in oh, nice. Oklahoma City, I bought a, a, met a bunch of students from there because you guys have a fairly yeah. large flight school there as well. So um, yeah, it's, that's interesting. Um, and then also the background with, uh, you know, technology development, you know, yeah. SEO, and then seeing the, the uh, you know, opportunity in, in Amazon, which is kind of the same similar path that I took. Um, 
and also the fact that, you know, you've got like three businesses and all that. It's yeah. all very, very familiar <laughs> to me. Um, you know, my thing right now, my big personal journey right now is to just really, um, you know, keep focus. I, I'm one of those people who has so yeah. many ideas yeah. and yep. there, and so many of the ideas are great ideas. Uh, but you know, right now I'm just really, really trying to ratchet down and, and focus on, on the important things. Cause you get so caught up with, you know, yep. all the fluff when you're running a business, you know, Oh, many chat, I got to do many chat. That's the latest thing. Yep. You know, I got to do SMS stuff. Now that's the latest thing. Oh, Gary V says like, you know, <laughs> wine through mail, shoot, maybe I should do a wine through mail. That's an yeah. awesome idea, you know, and you got all these things. So <clears throat> that's the biggest struggle for myself right now. And yeah, same. And that, that's the thing like for me too. It's like, yeah, all these companies are great, but it's like, I'm like kind of like you. It's like, I'm not doing anything new until like, I'm really, really good at a good place right now. Cause it's, yeah, that's, and that's kind of like, I wanted to do the agency for the boy media is because I had so many ideas and I was like, I know I can't execute them, but maybe if I work with people, I can sort of help them kind of see things and just like learn more yeah. where that was like, kind of like, for me, it was like more insights. Me and Wilson were like, wait, I just want to see more businesses and see how they work because that's where I, that's why I like starting stuff. Yeah. yeah do, do as I say, not as I do. Right. Like yeah, that's yeah. what I tell a lot of my clients <laughs> is like, do, you know, cause, cause you know, everybody, all the entrepreneurs are struggling with a lot of the same things Yeah, and yeah. Um, you know, really it's, it's the execution that is where, you know, you can really kind of level up. Yeah. I've learned that, you know, Google sheets and, and Airtable are my friend, you know, before I do anything now, launch a product, uh, you know, think of a new business idea. Like I will literally plot everything out profit you know overhead mm -hmm. like everything like super specific and then i'll even sit on it for a while and, and you know let it marinate and be like okay is this really something uh, you know whether it's a product whether it's a business whatever it is you know really um you know having having some insight because you know i'm always that the person who's like you know minimum viable product right like get it out get it out quick do it do it do it just get it done um, and you know, that's not necessarily a bad thing, but in terms of, you know, having a successful business, it's really my, you know, what I've learned is, is trying to focus now to yep. Facebook ads, which we are actually yeah. <laughs> talking about today. So, um, it, you know, it's interesting that we got to, um, you know, talking about, um, you know, the switch from, from, uh, Amazon PVC to offsite traffic, you know, that's something I've been harping on forever. I'm more on the Google side, right? So, uh, I've been seeing tons of opportunity on the Google pay-per-click side and in, in terms of sending, you know, traffic to Amazon. Um, but I'm interested to hear, um, about what you're doing on the Facebook side. Yeah. So for Facebook, we basically like the way we're thinking about Facebook is obviously we, when we work with brands, they're mostly working with like, you probably know, like Shopify stores, like WooCommerce stores. It's probably the easiest way to get like any sort of uh, store set up. And we liked it because Shopify, a lot of our sellers that we work with actually do sell on Amazon and, or even they don't even sell on Amazon. They just use the Amazon fulfillment because Amazon fulfillment, I'm not sure a lot of your probably listeners know, like you can just use it without like being an FBA seller. It's just so cheap. Um, and that's kind of what we do with, with Chester too. We sell on our own website, but we fulfill through Amazon and we've, re, we've used other third-party 3PL such as like, you know, like ShipBop for example, but like, they're just so expensive and Amazon just has like these great prices that you just literally can't ignore, which is kind of like frustrating at times because like Amazon packages everything with Amazon, but yeah, um, that's, yeah. but I heard, I heard recently that they're coming they out with the, out, that they're starting to, yeah, they're going to change their model where they're doing plain, that's probably trying, they're probably trying to catch all those people who are moving over to Walmart and not some of these other places where they don't allow Amazon boxes. Yep. That's exactly <laughs> it. Yeah. They just came out with that. We saw it and we're like, oh, it's pretty cool. It's like, it's definitely going to, definitely going to give them more business for sure. 
Um, but yeah, going back to the Facebook stuff. Yeah. So we, we mainly focus on like ads for us right now at the moment when we're doing Facebook ads, like maybe two, three years ago, it was really about, you know, turning the dials on the Facebook ad platform about, okay, doing, do this, optimize this audience, this, right. All that stuff you probably heard about, but really what we're seeing right now was Facebook is making similar to Amazon or similar to any sort of Google ads platform is they're really making it so automated where you basically just put your budget in and then your like audiences like, Hey, okay. You're selling outdoor, uh, so you're selling uh, sorry, uh, luggages. You can put travel audience and then they'll, they know who's going to buy from you now. And so where we come in as an agency where we help brand owners is now really through the content production side of creating content for them, ads, shooting the content, creating the videos that are actually like engaging funny because that's, what's going to make like people buy the product. Um, where before it was very just like, okay, like we know how to use, we know how to use Facebook platform. And so obviously like a company like Facebook and Google, they want to make it as easy as small business to go in and put it in like a hundred bucks a day. Cause then they just keep collecting money and they optimize themselves. And so that's sort of like where we're thinking about Facebook ads right now. And even brands we work with, we tell them like, you're more becoming like a media company or media production company, because you need to really focus on content, working with influencers, doing photo shoots, all that stuff that people really want to visually see your product now. So um, that's I what we're love seeing. That. Yeah. I love that you guys are not just and cause there's a, there yeah. are a dime a dozen, right? There's a yeah. dime a dozen Facebook ads agencies out there that claim to be Facebook ads yeah. experts, all this stuff. And it's just like, well, yeah. wait, you know, every time I've interviewed with one of those, I'm like, okay, but it's really more about the funnel. It's really more about the yep. content. It's really more about the retargeting and the follow-up yep. and, and what's there. So I love that you guys are focused on, okay, wait, um, let's see what are they going to be interested in seeing and how can we really just, so yeah, that's exactly that. it. Yeah. And what do you see as far as Facebook's importance for today's entrepreneur? I, I still think Facebook is a great awareness platform for products or services that you have, um, especially when you're trying to compete against like some big brands. So like we work with like some skincare product companies and Facebook, it's still really great for them because CPMs are so much cheaper. And then you can, like I said before, if you make a great engaging video that shows the product working, like the best ads that I still see people work, you guys probably know, is like just testimonial videos of people using your product and talking about it. That works really well. Um, and I still think Facebook is a little bit cheaper than something like with like these competitive niches, like skincare, like you're competing again on Google, for example, the clicks on there are so expensive. And at that point with Facebook right now, like you don't have to have the best converting funnel because CPMs are really like cheap. Whereas something like Google, it's like, you need to like know your funnel works. You need to know your product is going to be selling and you have a little bit more social proof. Um, so and for all of our yeah. listeners who don't know what CPM is, oh, yes. It's a cost per thousand. So basically like how much um, it costs to advertise to like a group of people. So, but basically okay. it's like, yeah, the price to pay for like a, a view essentially on the platform. Right. It's every Got platform it. like TV and stuff. Like obviously Google does it through like cost per click, but Facebook has that too, but we usually just say CPMs in the Facebook world. Um, so, good. It's good yeah. for us to know the lingo so yeah, yeah. we can have these educated conversations. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah. as far as Facebook ads, you mentioned, you know, video is really awesome. Yeah. And it's a lower CPM than on some of the other ads platforms to run a video, that kind of thing. But what's working with Facebook ads today? Yeah. So what's working really right now, really well that we like to tell people is if you have a bunch of like per previous purchase, oh, first thing I always tell people is like, make sure like no matter what business you have, just have the Facebook pixel installed just because you want to be collecting some sort of data that you can then eventually use 
later on. Um, any platform, really like Facebook, Snapchat, TikTok, you really just want to be sort of just collecting stuff, even though you don't need to advertise on them. Um, but what we see working really well right now is, is obviously the number one thing is it's going to be just like make a video in the first three seconds, like describe the problem or issue that you're really solving, right? So if you're seeing a skincare product, you really in the first three seconds, think about what is your problem solving? Um, saying like, hey, like literally in the call out, say like, do you have dry skin? Um, do you have acne? Like really call it out in the first three seconds because then you want to tell people like, oh, this is what my problem is and this is how I'm going to solve it. I always tell people to think about it kind of like, um, like a Star Wars movie where like the action's happening right in the first scene versus like traditional movies where it's like a, kind of like a buildup towards the end. It's flip a movie script in reverse. Like, okay, the big problem right in the three seconds. And then you go, so we, we break it down to like problem right in the first three seconds. And then you give them their attention in the, in the middle, which is more about like, okay, like how do you keep that person entertained? Um, what do you say to them? What proof or authority do you have? That's going to be like, oh, my product is actually really good. Right? So here's really when you can describe things such as um, your credibility, um, your, who you are as a brand owner, like, why did you make this product? And then a desire, it's like, obviously, like, what is the offer? Like two for one deal right now happening. And then the action is like, okay, go to my website, go to my phone and buy the product. So you try to break, we try to break videos into like that sort of step. We call it here like ADA, A-I-D-A, attention, interest, desire, and action. Attention. And I call that problem solution life now. That's yeah, yeah. mine. And, yeah. and I use it everywhere. I use yeah. it in listings. I use it in photos. Because yeah. again, as you mentioned, like it's so important to get their attention with how is your, what's different about your product? Yep. Nobody is going to be interested in your basket of soaps. Yep. Like, and I, exactly. But if you start it with, do you have dry skin? Yep. That's a different, that's like, the whoa, thing. Yeah. Actually I do. And maybe you have this video of like really dry yep. flaky skin behind some text you know, yeah. and I try to visualize, you know, the whole yeah. storyboard. And, and so and I love that you focus on that. Yeah, and it's exactly what you said. It's a storyboard of like, what is your product solving? And like, I tell people like, oh my God, like, I mean, you probably know, like, oh my God, I want to focus on my branding. I'm like, no one cares. No one knows who your brand is if you don't have anything to sell. Like I tell people all the time, like, what do you want? Like your CPAs to be like a hundred dollars or do you want your CPAs to be like $50? Cause it's so, not about yeah. you. Yeah. It's not about you. It's about the customer. Exactly. And so, you know, you want them to be like, Oh, is that, how does that apply to me? Oh, yep. that applies to me. Okay, how does cool. it apply to me? Yep. It's like, how does it apply to me? And then it's like, okay, once you get that attention now it's like, how do you get them to trust you and say like, Oh, this actually works. So then you like, as a cold prospect, someone that's never know about you, you have to overload them with proof testimonials, stars, ratings, images, show people, okay, the shipping, everything, like 100% money back guarantee, all the stuff that's important for someone to be like, okay, like they've, they've overloaded me with proof. Now I'm going to try to buy. I'm going to try it. And I got yep. risk-free guarantee, right? Yep. Well, that's awesome. So, and then the other thing that you mentioned is the Facebook pixel. So many people probably, I think people get yeah. overwhelmed. They're like, what's a pixel? Yeah. How yeah. does that work? Honestly, you guys, it is so easy. You just go into your Facebook um, uh, business dashboard, you log into there and you can set up a Facebook pixel and they will give you step-by-step -step instructions on how to set that up on your yep. website. It's very, very easy. And then once it's hooked up, it's hooked up. Yep. So, you know, you do have to go install it on your website and all of that, but don't let Kevin yeah. saying Facebook pixel freak yeah. you out right? Just go in there to your business dashboard and get her done. It's pretty Yeah, easy, it's so right? easy. And if you're using like something like Shopify, it's like, it literally is a setting. It's like, enter the code here. And it's like, okay, cool. That's it. You're done. 
Yeah. But yeah, it's very so good. Yeah, I use WordPress and WooCommerce, yeah. but it's still pretty easy that way yeah. too. So yeah, for WordPress, you just got like one of those like footer header plugins and it's like enter your pixel here or like pixel your site's a really good plugin for WordPress. Oh, yeah. pixel your sites. Okay. Yeah, that's I like what I it. use. Yeah, it's like really, really, I like pixel your site for WordPress. So like Chester, for example, is WordPress and it gives you like all those events, like add to cart, view content, all that stuff that you need. Very Ooh, simple. Ooh, yeah. dude, thanks. Yeah. Good tip. Yeah. <laughs> so... Yeah, yeah, they, uh, one oh, one ahead, more thing. Oh, no, I just want to mention too. The other thing that I, I learned the, the hard way too is, um, is uh, Kevin, I don't know if you guys are using this, but now I, instead of like just installing like a, sp a like one pixel, um, if you go in and set up Google tag manager, mm. uh, what you do is you, you drop that script in whatever website, WordPress, wherever you're, you want to track things. And then you can add um, triggers and then you can add scripts as well. And that way you only ever have to install one, that one script on your site and then manage it all from, um, from the uh, Google tag manager. And then it also has like version control and lots of really cool things. So if you guys haven't heard of Google tag manager, look it up. It's, it, it also like ties into Google analytics and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, I no longer use any other way, um, yeah. in terms of dropping script just cause managing it is so much easier with that. It's a little, it takes a, a learning curve, but, um, highly suggest if you guys are doing a lot of tracking, then that, that that's what you want to use. Yeah. Uh, Google tag manager is great for exactly what you said. And you, like I said, you can also put multiple pixels cause some plugins like Shopify is like, okay, you can only add one pixel, but in case you have a backup, you will have another one. And then it makes it easy. Like in case you want to add like hot jar, like user tracking stuff. So simple. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I just love it because before it was just like, Oh, where did I put that script? Did I install yep. it on that site? Like, it's just, yeah, it just really helped me to, to get organized, but I do love, <laughs> I think I do have a, 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 a plugin like you're talking about though, in order to get the uh, e-commerce uh, conversions like autom automated as well, at least on the, on the WooCommerce side. That's a really yeah. good tip. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I like, I, I love WooCommerce like better than Shopify just for SEO purposes, just because um, you can say yes. exact Amy and I are yeah. the same exact way. Yeah. More control. Yeah. And it, it makes me yeah. mad because Shopify has been like yeah. doing all these partnerships and stuff lately. And it's like, I'm so tempted to move to Shopify, but at the same time, I'm like, I think I'm going to try an yeah. integrated solution. Yeah, yeah. But either way, yeah, I'm getting super I, I, distracted like by a, Shopify. There's a really good, do you guys, I, I love WooCommerce. Do you guys use this plugin called Metoric? M-E-T-O-R-I-K. It's the, like, it's, it's like WooCommerce analytics on like steroids. It's Mo probably. Wait, M-E-T-O-R-I-K? M-E-T. O-R-I-K. Yeah. Metoric. Okay. It's, it's like, if you love WooCommerce, which you guys probably do, like you're probably, you'll love this plugin. It's like the best analytics for like e-commerce stores ever. Oh, yeah. really? Okay. Yeah, so it's, it's specifically for WooCommerce. Cause I look, yeah. I use like monster insights for, it's like much better than that. It's obviously, okay. yeah, it's a, yeah, it's like my favorite plugin ever. It's like daily Slack notifications, how much revenue you're making. It's like your top 10 products of the day, your top 10 losers of the day. So it's reports. like a WooCommerce dashboard yeah. notification style. Yeah. Ooh, I like it. A okay, lot, we'll check better. it out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what kind of cool new things should we be focused on in Facebook ads? I know the old Facebook ads, they did some carousel ads. There were some yep. cool new things that they've come out with though. So what are the new things on Facebook ads that you're most excited about? So what we work, yeah, right now on Facebook, we're, we're seeing a lot really, really well. If you have like a product catalog of like a lot of items, we're just running like product catalogs to like pure cold audiences. We still see that too. We're, we're seeing that to work really, really well at nowadays. Um, so that works really well. But one big thing that I think people need to do more is 
So Facebook, when you're like advertising on Facebook, you have like different like ways to bid it's called. So the default one that almost everybody uses is called like lowest cost, which is basically saying, Hey, Facebook, I have a budget of like a hundred dollars a day. And Facebook will try to spend that every single day. Uh, we'll try to spend that hundred dollars, um, you know, throughout the day, right? It's like pacing, right? So like whatever, a few dollars every hour or so. One thing that we're seeing Facebook do really well now is like they have something called like target cost, which is now you're telling Facebook, Hey, I only want to pay like, let's say $20 a conversion. And then Facebook will try to find that a person that will convert at that price. And that way you can really control your CPA and your return on ad spend. Um, so it sounds amazing and it works great, but it only really works when you have a lot of data. That's why you really want to be installing the pixel early on. But then another thing is like, if Facebook can't find anybody that converts at that price that you're willing to pay for, then you don't spend any budget. So it really, it's like a balance between high return of ad spend versus lowest cost, which is like, you know, you're going to spend hundred dollars a day, every single day. So depending on like your business metric, like for us, sometimes clients are like, Hey guys, like I really need to spend this budget because they have a budget to spend that month. So we'll do this. Whereas like a small business owner, you're like, I'm okay if I only get like one sale every few days because I know I'm getting a high return because you're looking to, you know, maybe get up cash flow, saving up. And then the next month you can use that cash flow to fund more ad spend. So I, I tell people, new business owners, like definitely look at something like target cost or bid cap. It's called to sort of at least um, give your higher return initially. That way you can then use something like lowest cost, which is, gonna, which is like, you know, you're going to spend the budget throughout the day and then um, potentially get sales, of course, obviously that's the point, but then, you know, potentially not have as high return on that spend as something like this, where you can really control it. And that's why for us, like, we know that sometimes if we're doing like a, a bid cap, for example, of 20 bucks and it doesn't spend, that means that's where we come with the creative side. That means the content or the images or the copy that we're saying is probably not engaging. So then it's not getting any conversion. So then that's when we'll come in and make something new. So that's where like you really need to be churning out creative and content because we really only want to pay $20 conversion or else we're not going to be profitable. So then let's, let's give something else to the algorithm to Facebook to, 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 to look at. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. Kevin, that, that's, it. that's awesome. Yeah. We're, we've been doing that a lot as well. Like I was saying, uh, I've been managing my uh, wife's uh, real estate ads and we, we've been testing that, that uh, setting a lot as well. The one yeah. thing that we did notice um, that I would mention is that you have to make sure you have a big enough audience, right? Like if you're, yep. if you're doing a super tight target, that probably won't work because when you have a super tight target, you actually will end up spending a lot more because you're yep. being so specific. Um, like, uh, like Kevin was talking about earlier, uh, because the algorithm on Facebook though is so good, you don't want to have super tight targets. So, you know, if you make sure you have a big enough uh, audience and then you use that, that, um, that, uh, that, uh, target cost. I think it's, uh, I think we were using a price per lead, but it's like lead sale. And one other one, I think, mm -hmm. um, it works really, really well. But Kevin also said, as long as you have enough data. So I think Facebook like says that the algorithm needs 50 conversions. Yep. Um, that's a lot of spend to get to sometimes to get to those 50 conversions. But we noticed as long as you get like, at least like five, cause then you can kind of get an idea of what you're converting at then you can kind of use that as your ceiling, right? So if you're converting at five bucks, you set that, that uh, conversion at five bucks. And then hopefully as you get more data, that number will come down. And then you can also bring that target down as well. And exactly. for all of you who aren't sure what Andy means when he says tight target, he just means the amount of audience members that you are targeting in your ad setting. So you don't want to target left-handed um, redheads, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you want to target, you know, a larger area, you know, a, a larger group of people when you're initially targeting and then narrow it down after that. So. 
Yeah. Even like, even what Andrew was saying, like when we're doing, we, we've actually done this before for new brands. We'll just do like 18 plus with like a target cap of like what we think will be great. And it works. It's like, we're like, Oh, it just works. Just Facebook's so good at it. It's like, that's what we always say. Like the creative is really like what you really need to focus on and think about for your business is how do you make it so visually and, and, and appealing. So yeah, Facebook's just gotten really good. Good stuff. Yeah. So can you, you mentioned, we've been talking a lot about targeting, that kind of stuff. Let's talk about audiences and specifically lookalike audiences. So, you know, everybody in the Facebook ad space always talks about how you can create these lookalike audiences and they're so effective. What are they and why are they so important? Yeah. So lookalike audiences are basically, uh, they're audiences that, that you can make from Facebook based on previous events or data that you give to Facebook. So obviously the most common one that people do is purchases. So if you have over like a thousand purchases, you readily can make a, a lookalike audience. And this audience now is essentially people in Facebook's sort of world that Facebook thinks is also going to be buy your product. So that's kind of like what it is. And then you can make like 1%, 2%, 3%. And this just means 1% to 10% just means like percentage of people that Facebook has on the platform. So if you make a 1% audience, it's about 2.1 million people. And then you make a 2%, it's about 4.2. So you basically, as you sort of trying to get more spend up, trying to acquire more customers, you can increase it. But typically we still see like 1% or 2% perform really well for purchases. And a lot of brands are just running these right now. So, but yeah, it's like a big audience and then uh, you can do purchases, you can do add to carts, you can do like people that visit your website for like 10 minutes. It's like a, a lot of things like that. But yeah, that's sort of how we think about lookalike audiences. So um, what you mean when you say, okay, you can do visited website or add to cart. So what happens when you install the pixel yeah. on your website, it's going to track anybody who visited your website and what they did while they were there. And so now you can go back into your Facebook ads dashboard and go, oh, that person visited these people, visited mm -hmm. my website. These other people actually added to cart. Oh, wow. Okay. So yep. then you can tell Facebook, okay, I want to target those exact same people again, because you could, you could target yep. those same people again, which might be really effective, but you can also add a lookalike audience. So Facebook's total stalkers, they know yeah. everything about you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, they know everything about what you like, what you've browsed, what you've looked at for more than three seconds, all of those things. And they collect immense amount of data on you. So on all of their users. So you can use that to your advantage by saying, okay, Facebook, you tell me who's mm -hmm. most likely to be like these other people and, um, and target them in my ad. So I think that's pretty cool that we can yeah. utilize all of Facebook's stalkery. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> this is like, well, yeah, I mean, this is like, the thing is like, this is what everybody wanted and Facebook first came out with it and then every platform copied it. And it's like, yeah. Cause it's such a, like, if you think about it, it's like, it's such a, like, you know, who's going to buy. So just give us those, give us those people and let's give your platform more money. Thanks for tuning in to part one of this episode. Join us every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time for live Q&A and bonus content after the recording at sellerroundtable.com. Sponsored by the ultimate software tool for Amazon sales and growth, sellerseo.com and amazingathome.com.